Welcome to the Art of a Messy House podcast, where my house is messier than ever, but I am at my happiest. And the only answer for it is Jesus, where my hope is anchored. Come join me, Jen Kasuda, your host, for faith encouragement, testimonies, and devotionals as I share everyday faith in my real, authentic, not perfect way. There will be stories of humility, kindness, truth, and love as we walk in faith through the everyday relatable moments. As a wife, mom, teacher, and author, I'm learning to embrace this messy but beautiful life while encouraging others to do the same. No matter what stage of faith you are at, you will learn of God's love here and be empowered to walk in your own beautifully distinct purpose right here, right now. So let's step over the clutter together and laugh through the stress, for true beauty is in the art of a messy house. So dear God, please bless this beautifully imperfect mess. Love, Jen. Dear God, what do I do now? The other day I had one of those days where we all do them, we all have them. Just one of those days where everything seems to go wrong or not as planned. It may not even necessarily be anything majorly bad that happens. It's just one thing after another. And the other day, it was one of those days. It was a day where the older kids had off The baby was possibly teething. I'm not so sure. Sometimes that's a puzzle in itself to figure out what was bothering the baby. Another one of the kids had a lingering cold and we had people who were coming over and I then developed a migraine. It was just one thing after another and trying to handle all the emotions, everyone's not feeling well or whatever was going on while I myself was not feeling well. And so the day went on like that, and I'm so grateful to have a sense of humor on those days or to have people to laugh with, even to be able to just cry sometimes and say, I am having a bad day. Can you pray for me? I'm grateful. And I'm also grateful that those days don't continue on, right? A day is a day and we can just reset. And so once it was nighttime, I was like, we can reset the nighttime routine will be better. We'll have a much better night than we did during the day. And well, nighttime came and it was no better. I had some really exciting things coming up that weekend. And so I really wanted to just really reset because that night during prayer time and our devotional time as a family, it also was beginning to be stressful. And I kept thinking, and I even said it out loud to everyone in my family, this is not from God. Prayer time is stressful like this, or if I'm feeling like this, I know everyone else must be feeling like this too, because it just was, I don't even know how to put it into words, but it was not from God. It was just confusion. And I remember so many times that my father-in-law would remind me in moments like that, or when I was telling him about the day or anything confusion or chaos or anything like that, he would remind me lovingly but sternly, that confusion is not from the Lord. And I heard him saying that to me. I remember him saying that to me in that moment. And so I said it to my family. And the really wonderful thing is that in those moments, we can turn to God still. And so we can turn to him and ask him to help us figure it out. So I was even just like quietly pausing and just asking God, please help me right now. Please help us right now. Come together as a team. And that's like a lot of what I've been reminding my family and even myself, like the Lord put us together for a reason. And we need to use it as an opportunity to really come together in those moments to 
regroup, to reset. And we needed to definitely reevaluate what was going on. So we all eventually settled to sleep. And I woke up the next morning in the typical routine that I do, prayer, time, quiet time, reading a devotional, then writing, praying, pulling out my prayer journal. And in all of that, I was prompted to think about being a teacher. You know, I've been a teacher for almost two decades now. And on the days when the lessons just don't go the way you planned, and we know as teachers or really as any profession, there are days that we go into work and we have a plan. We have it mapped out. We may even be really excited about it. And yet when we go in, everything goes differently than we planned. It could be the best lesson in the world. And when we get in there, if things just aren't aligned or someone's having a bad day or everyone's just like their minds are elsewhere, it just turns things upside down or it can. It has the potential to turn things upside down. And so I just thought in that moment of prayer, what would I do if this was my classroom? What would I do? And it was also prompted to remember like the start of every school year, something I've learned to do. Of course, there's a course outline that I give to families and the students. We go over that. But we also come together as a class, teacher and students, and we create class expectations together on a giant chart. I just ask us to come together as a team and really, what does it look like in this class? What are our class expectations? What are we going to do this year? How can we make this classroom a safe place, but also a productive place for learning? And so I thought of that when I was going to come back after that bad day, after that bad night, and just what can we do? What can we do as a team? How can we do this? And I found some chart paper. And so after breakfast, I was super excited. I made their favorite food around here, pancakes, and I was setting up the mood with some of those wonderful pancakes. And I brought down the fun markers and the giant chart board, the post-it paper, and made it colorful. And I got the whole family involved. I did explain loosely before doing this what we were going to do and that we were going to do it as a team because God created us and blessed us by putting us together as that, a team. How cool is that? And so my mindset was there. That was where my focus was. It wasn't on focusing on how yesterday or the day before this had been this unraveling, want to say mess. I'm going to call it a mess. Instead, I went to my husband first to see his thoughts and he was on board. And so we knew we had to work on three areas. That was what we wanted to focus on. So I put that on the chart paper with them morning, day and night. And it was really about the morning routines during the week, the daytime with screen time and puppy responsibilities, and then nighttime routines, which can turn into much longer than we want around here. I had already done something similar with this in the mornings, which I had been listing a few weeks back, or maybe even a couple of months by now, the, as the weeks and the days are flying by, uh, I had listed a few responsibilities for each of the children when they're getting ready in the morning. And it really had helped because it really set clear expectations of what was expected of them, what they could do on their own. It gave them a sense of being independent too and responsibility that they really enjoyed too. And so we started to talk this out together. Ultimately, as adults, we set up the guide, but the kids really had wonderful ideas. And honestly, they were really on point with what they were adding. And most of the time, 
I find that youth are really on board. And sometimes they may try to like pull us aside and get us distracted by a joke or something like that. But there is always ways to come back in. And so if anyone ever adds anything unaligned, we can always guide them back lovingly. It was really about working together as a team with God at the center. It was really about taking a bit of a setback and turning it into a comeback. Scoring time together, productive time together. After we brainstormed what would work for all of us, it was fun. I allowed the kids, the kids wanted to draw pictures on it. And that was fun. It added like a creative piece to the whole activity. It also really helped them remember, and all of us really, the importance of it, but also it helped them remember what was expected. And I think drawing and art is a wonderful way to just add those pieces into a puzzle and to try to figure this out, helping them visualize what it means to be a team, what it means for them, what their part is. And so I say all of this because the thoughts will come. In life, thoughts come. Bad days come. Many times they can and they start to be negative. After a bad day, these negative thoughts will come in. Not even after a bad day. It could be after a bad experience or a negative experience. We start to hear more of the negative thoughts. So what do we do? What do we do in those moments? Because what we do afterwards really matters. It doesn't mean we have to be afraid. It doesn't even matter if it's been I don't know, a month of bad days or a bad experience and you haven't dealt with it or we haven't dealt with it, we can bounce back whenever. We can fight the cycles and we can fight the spirals and the spins no matter how long they've been. In fact, I think of a whirlpool and I often use this example because I think it's so easy to be stuck in the spinning, to remain in how the pool is spinning. And I know as a child, it was fun to make a whirlpool and even still now, but sometimes if we think of that as a metaphor, you can get stuck in the spinning and it's much harder to push back against the currents, like the negative thoughts after a bad day. But even though it's difficult, it is possible because with God, all things are possible and pushing back allows us to gain strength, to lean into God's strength, to grow faith muscles and everything else we need. So how do we bounce back? How do we fight with faith against the thoughts that try to keep us in that space of we don't know how to come back? How do we fight back with faith against the thoughts that try to keep us in the space that we don't have to be? The thoughts can become distractions, keeping us from what God has for us. They can keep us in regret and shame, guilt, or whatever they are. They can keep us there. They can keep us spinning. Or they can become opportunities. And now if you are a deep thinker and overanalyzer like me, there are so many opportunities each day because there are a lot of thoughts. Seriously, a lot of thoughts run through my head every day. And so I have to attack them with faith. I have to face them with faith. But it doesn't matter what personality you have or your thinking status. It, it doesn't matter what thinking status you hold. Each day holds thousands of thoughts. There are thousands of thoughts that run through our minds every day. I tried to find how many thoughts come through our mind every day. I was finding different kinds of answers there, so I think I have to do a little more research, but thousands of thoughts. We'll keep it at that. Some are good, some are not so good. 
And I know you know this. I know this too, which is why it's so important to live a lifestyle of renewing our minds. Renewing our minds often, or else the thoughts can start to run wild. Sure, like always, we need to acknowledge them. We're not ignoring them. We need to face them. I had a bad day. I call it what it is. I had a bad day. Here are the areas I need to work on. Admit it. Being able to see what you need to work on and admit it helps so much. It is so much of the battle. Be open-minded to find out what are the areas, to admit the areas, and to write them down even. Invite God in. When you have those areas, invite him in. Say, I need help with these areas. Help me. Pray about them. When the ideas come, write those ideas down too. Sometimes it can come maybe when you're driving or maybe in the shower or wherever it is when they come. Obviously, be careful and don't get yourself into any you know, trouble there. But I find that writing them down as soon as I can, being safe about it, is so beneficial, such as like using the voice memos on the phone or using the notes section of the phone help with jotting them down before I forget. So we need to take captive the thoughts. We need to renew our minds. And how do we do that? Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We need to do this every day. We need to do it throughout every day. It is a continual process of fighting off what is not good for us. It's not just a one-time thing. It is all the time, as much as we need. It's not a problem. Don't get down on the fact that you need to do it a lot. Instead, we need to stand on it as an opportunity that we get to fight in faith a lot. It's making us stronger every time we use our faith to fight against these currents, these whirlpools. We need to fight off what's not good for us and turn to the one who is while standing in his strength. He is good. He knows what's best. God knows what is best. God will provide what we need, even if it is not what we thought we needed to begin with. God provides direction, wisdom, and strength while equipping us with everything we need to do to do this. Even if we are stepping out of our comfort zones, he is there and he is leading us and providing for us. So these are some tips that have helped me actively renew my mind which is really a way of exchanging lies for truth. It's a mindset shift for and to the Lord. It's pausing to shift our focus from our experiences, our bad days, our emotions, others' opinions even, to God's word. It's a way of thinking through problems and situations instead of just reacting to them. Throughout it all, it is allowing God to transform us. It is shifting our focus from worldly or self-focused to God-centered. And so ways and tips that have helped me is really asking God for help. Ask God. Ask him. Come to him. Say, help protect and guard in my thinking and my mind. Recognize the emotions. Oh, and before, you don't need to wait for a bad day. Continually ask God to help protect your guard and guard your mind, even before the bad moments and bad thoughts. Just thank you for this great thought. Continue to protect my mind and guard my mind, Lord. And when the negative emotions come or the bad days come, recognize the emotions, call them what they are, don't ignore them, but don't dwell on them either. Turn them from self-defeating lies of the enemy to life-giving words of God. To the life-giving word of God, 
pause to pray, God, why am I feeling this way? Where is it coming from? Pause to listen to. Even if there is a long list of things to accomplish, pause. Reset. Wait. Wait in God's embrace. Let's quiet the loud to hear truth over the chaos and lies. Pray with somebody. Reach out and talk to someone you trust. Let's be grateful for those who listen in love. Let's be thankful for those who pray with us and for us. Let's pray to be friends like that too. Seek God time and time again, continuously. Continue to seek God time and time again. During a time when there's these negative emotions or a bad day, seek Him more. Open the Bible more. Fill your mind with His truth. Fight off the lies. It helps to renew our mind by also helping us to replace self-focused thinking to a mindset for God. God-focused, centered on Jesus. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 and 2 says, Since you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above, where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on things that are not earthly things. Rest in God's truth. Focus on it. Declare the truths out loud. Speak them out loud. Don't just think them. Speak them out into the atmosphere. When we say them around us, it just changes the atmosphere. And so I probably should have said this sooner. It may not go as smoothly as you want it to. When you come up with a plan and you come in on the next day, you're like, okay, we're going to reevaluate. We're going to realign. We're going to refocus. Be prepared. There might be some pushback or there might not go as smoothly as you want. Don't let that get you down and spiraling again. Stand in that moment. Pray, pause, pivot if you need to. When we first did this activity, this reset, I love him dearly, but my husband did get up and started breaking up cardboard boxes. It's fine. That's how he works. He can do those things and still be listening. But I started to get frustrated thinking to myself, actually, no one's listening to me or valuing what I have to say or share. I want them to help me right now. I think we all need to be together. And I started to realize it was I, 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 me, me, me. I was getting myself caught up in my self-focused again. I needed to redirect my focus to God and how to react. Then my son, I could tell he was a little resistant. He looked a little doubtful. I thought he was going to, I don't even know what I thought he was going to do, but I can sense that he was a little thrown off by this. And later on, he did admit that he thought we were going to ban screens altogether. He had had a rough night the night before, but I had to push away the doubt, pause and pray. I had to pull us all together and pray for God to be there. And so even the baby was there in his little chair sitting there with us. And I wanted to say something in my irritation at my husband leaving the room. And I started to feel the urge just, I don't know. I just started to get upset when I leaned into what the purpose was, which often we have to do. We have to remember that what is the purpose? Purpose wasn't for everyone to look at me. Instead, it was for God to guide us back together, right? To help us be a team, be the team that he put us together to be. And so in that team mentality, I started to tell my husband, come on, we need a leader in the household. And instead of nagging, I encouraged him. Well, I hope I did. At least in my head, I thought I did. Anyway, so I also reminded my son that God forgives and so do we. So it didn't matter if he had a rough night, We forgave him and so did God. No matter what happens, we could always turn back to God. And so I actually, in that moment, asked God for forgiveness out loud in front of everyone because I said, I forgot the most important part. I forgot to invite God into this 
this activity. I did it this morning when I was thinking up this idea. I was praying about it. But in this moment, I hadn't invited God into this. So right then we prayed, dear God, something like this, dear God, you are the center. Forgive us. We invite you into this huddle, into this conversation. You are the foundation of this team. Help us work as a team. Thank you for making us a team. Help us with this reset. Help us refocus. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, distractions will come. They're always going to come. Bad days are going to come. I think of Nehemiah all the time. So much of my story of all of why I started to share, as you know, probably by now, why I started to share my writing and my story came from a time of fasting and reading through the book of Nehemiah. And so I think of Nehemiah in this because I think of how he continued despite the distractions and people trying to pull him away from his task to build. He just kept facing it by keeping his eyes on his task. We can learn from him. We can keep building and keep our eyes on God. We can stand on God's word. Opposition and distractions and bad days will come, and sometimes they will feel so unfair and challenging, and like, how do we come back and recover from this? And it can fire us up, but let's use it as motivation to fight back, to lift each other up in love and encouragement, to keep going and be fueled with faith. But how do we do that? Just know, God knows your heart. Pause, pray, and realign. Repent and ask for forgiveness if need be. Reflect. What is the goal? In this situation, the family activity was to refocus and make clear expectations for everyone, for there to be less room for confusion and nonsense to seep in. Make the goal clear so you can go back and reflect on that clear goal. This doesn't have to just be with kids and family. It can be with anything we face. Anything that gets us off track, we can get back on track. We can always get back on track. We can always refocus. But we need to go back to the why sometimes. We need to go back to what is the why. Don't give up. Instead, when the building gets too heavy, recognize you are trying to do it in your own strength. It is not too heavy for God. Give it to God. Tell him, I need help with this. Talk to him. Declare out loud. God is my strength. Lord, strengthen my hands, just like Nehemiah, just like he was saying in Nehemiah 6, 9. Lord, strengthen my hands. Find people who will pray for you, in front of you, and even behind your back. They do exist. It's a spiritual battle out there. So let's stand together in prayer against the liar who wants us to get stuck in the cycles, but we don't need to be. Talk and ask for guidance and wisdom to someone you trust. I recognize that while it may seem like we are just not flowing like a team and that there are some nights we are up against it seems like we're up against each other that is not the case it is a spiritual battle trying to pull us away from the blessing of having each other for these very things so pray about it if you want to read scripture about the power of praying building rebuilding facing opposition and so much more the book of nehemiah in the bible is perfect maybe start with a chapter a day pray before you read it ask the lord to Open your heart and mind to receive the message he's trying to teach you. Read it and anything that comes to your mind, consider writing it down in a journal or even on the notes section of your phone. Distractions are all around us, but we need to immerse ourselves even more in God's word and presence and remind ourselves time and time again, God is greater than anything that comes against us. He created you on and for a beautifully distinct purpose. Stand in that. Stand in that. And no matter what challenge comes at us, 
we can come to God and ask him, what is the game plan? We will have the bad days and bad moments wherever we find ourselves. We can thank God for another day, another moment. If we slip up, no worries. We can realign, refocus, and renew. Reading the Bible is important, getting a devotional. But we need to make sure through it all, we will make it work, right? We always find a way, all the things that need to get done, but we need to make sure our posture is one that is turned towards him during those times and that our attitude is turning towards him too. We need to slow down to seek God. Even in the unfavorable circumstances and negative emotions and the everyday relatable moments, we need to renew our minds and refocus as well. We need to seek God for the game plan time and time again because he has a wonderful plan for each of us. If you find yourself in a community or in a group, there's a reason you're there. If God is in the center, there's so much that can grow from there. And so even if we don't know the big picture or the plan, we can trust God every step of the way. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future, Jeremiah 29, 11. Oh boy, I really hope bedtime routines go smoothly or smoother these days. But if they don't, I know and I trust we can always regroup again. Huddle up with the Lord, who is by our sides, our Father, who truly knows us. Dear Lord, thank you. You are at the core. You are at the center. And when things get shaken up and the confusion comes or chaos comes or anything that just doesn't seem right, help us realign with you. Help us turn to your perfect plan. Help us be surrounded with people and community that help us stand in your truth. Help us be people who bring others together and closer to you. I just thank you for the teams and the families and anyone in my life that you have blessed me with. Thank you for them. I thank you for my own family. I thank you for the people listening. I thank you for the people in their family. I thank you for helping us through the tough times and the bad days. I am so grateful that you teach us through those moments and that you help us with the comeback. Because no matter what setbacks we face with you, the comeback is always greater. So we stand in your victory. We stand in your truth. And we speak that out loud today to regroup, to refocus, and give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Art of a Messy House podcast. And thank you even more for being here. Be sure to visit theartofamessyhouse.com to join the conversation, subscribe there for weekly devotionals, and discover some fantastic bonus resources as well. And while that's all for this episode, I hope that you'll follow along and always remember, most importantly, that you are loved, you are seen, and you are known. So until next time, God bless.